Hi, welcome to the Positive Remark Show. And today I am talking to Mary Winston. She probably can tell me I got that wrong from Ghost Talk. <laughs> Who is Mary? Yeah. Founder of Ghost Talk Paranormal Investigations. Work as a lone wolf yeah. with a lot of of paranormal teams and UH teams in Netherlands. Together with my best friend Petra. I started it in 2016, Ghost Talk on social media in Netherlands. We have a Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook group, and like pendulages. We started doing live streams from different people out of, out of all the paranormal and spiritual field to get more into the open. What do we, what they do and they, why they do it? Petra, since a few months, Veronica, for supporting me and helps me with all my ideas, interviews, and getting more interviews on Facebook. I don't talk much about myself and what I do. It's more like what we do as a team. It's a whole idea that's important to me. She's also a Reiki master in Yurusi. I could not pronounce all these names. I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave um, you to spin out some. Work with angel links and hand on healings, initiative healing, relaxing hot stone, massage, counsellor, hypnosis, regression therapist, and trance healing. Oh, hi, Mary, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, how are you? I'm alright. Now, can you tell me a little about your little group? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh. My parrot is uh, having a, a bit of um, a, a naughty moment. Okay, I'm back again. You can... Are you still on? Yes, I'm still here. Can you tell me just a bit about your group? Can you uh, please ask that again? The connection is really bad. That's okay. Can you tell me about your group? Um, uh, in investigations 
and we help each other and yeah that's a bit of uh, what the group is and what we do have you had any paranormal experiences yourself think ghosts are? What again? What do you think ghosts are? such a thing as an evil ghost or demon ghost because uh, ironic that the church believes in exorcism because uh, the Vatican's got an exorcism unit but he won't accept spirits Investigators do that. 
do you, do you think that um have you uh, you, uh, you may not know i've i've had a near death experience myself but do you think people go through things like that do they think that they um have like touched a version of heaven and hell and sometimes may come back with abilities not i'm not saying full on abilities i'm not saying things like that cuz i have i can sense strange aromas now and again but that's about it nothing fantastic Now, when you was in your coma, do you? I, 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 I didn't. Uh, I just had blackness. I don't remember nothing of those three weeks. Only thing I remember is the voice that I heard telling me to wake up. That was a female's voice I never heard before or since. I know a lot of people give me the science science reason behind why I could have heard this, but I do, my personal opinion, I do believe it's my spirit guide or guardian angel. And the only reason I call myself Gugsman is because I was neither in the real world or the next world while I was in my coma. I was in between. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do believe um, it's possible. I also believe that uh, if you are in a coma, you can be aware of your environment. There are so many cases uh, of people who are in a coma who can tell uh, who came by, who sat near their bed, uh, talk to them, what they talked about. So um, sometimes you be aware of your environment, but I also believe that uh, if you have a spirit guide, it's much easier to contact you when you are in a coma or something like that, in that kind of state. So I, if people say um, I heard a voice and I think it was my spirit guide, um, yeah, I can live with that. And I truly believe that uh, it can be true. Now, when you do your investigations, do you use science, science as well as psychic? Again, my, my phone rang, sorry. That's all right. That's okay. When, when you go on your investigations, do you use science as well as psychic? Uh, we all, no, I'm not 
that's a psychic in uh, my team. I'm sorry, the bell rang, my parents. Uh, we do take separate uh, uh, psychics. Uh, we go with a group, uh, yeah, depending on uh, the location with uh, four uh, till seven people and we take a male psychic and a female psychic and they do the investigation separate from each other and we cross-check their uh, findings and um, then we um, set out the path uh, what to do with the investigation, what locations, what rooms and uh, it's a big part of uh, our investigations, not to take one psychic, but uh, two. And uh, all of our team members are uh, very sensitive, so they have their own uh, gut feeling or uh, psychic abilities uh, to you. So we are privileged in the team and the teams we work with. Did you say you got a parrot? You say again? Did you say you had a parrot? I have a, I have two parrots. <laughs> ah, I had an African grey that talks. Yeah. Hello, back there in the background. He's interfering. That's all right, I don't mind. I don't mind. I, he, he can be on the show if he wants. Interfering and, uh, <laughs> also, yeah. Would he talk to me if I say hello to him? Would Would he talk to me if I say hello? Does he speak English or Dutch? They both uh, do speak Dutch. I tried to learn uh, English, but no success till uh, till now. So if they say, if they say a word that I don't recognise, I'll be going, "Hello, is that Dutch?" <laughs> Hello, in the background. Can you hear me? Hello. How are you today? Are you okay? It's a hard day out there, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Oh, right, back to Mary. Um, <laughs> just in case people are saying, he's talking to the parrot. That's okay. And then, yes, he's talking to the parrot, but that's also nice. And you don't have to always uh, be that serious. You have to joke in between. Yes, you've got to do that. I, I actually think animals are perceptive to ghosts anyway. talking to a psychic once um some time ago as i was talking to her her our, do our, our dog that departed was coming through to her i didn't tell him any more information 
but she was quite accurate. I didn't get the last, last fight because of, of the parrot. That's okay. Talks really loud. Well, I, 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 I don't mind. It's not a problem. I don't mind. I was just saying, I, I talked to um, a psychic some time ago, and as I was talking to her, our ex-departed dog came through. I didn't give her too much information because I thought, well, I'll let her see, tell her what she thought. And she got 80, 85% right. Um, I also had uh, in the past some experiences with uh, past animals. Um, I have some cats who were crossed over and a dog. And sometimes I can feel them jump on my bed. So, um, yeah, I think you can interact with animals as well, in spirit. Now, do you think that, that when, when we go to heaven, do you, I believe that if we don't go to like a set heaven or a set hell, I think we go to our own version of our heaven and hell, as we perceive it. discussion because I uh, also talked about it uh, with uh, our friend, he's a priest and he has um, a certain way to tell about heaven and hell and I think um, it's something, a mix of something. Um, I believe in parallel universe so I think you go to another universe and what it looks like is what you want to it to be um, maybe um, a place where you feel comfortable safe but it also can be um, yeah something very angelic I think it's your own belief what you make of it and hell yeah, I think if you have to be on earth um, after your life and uh, don't cross over, for some people it will, it can be hell. If you have to be stuck on earth, oh my god, <laughs> I really don't need to think about that. If I need to be here another hundred years after I pass, that would be hell for me. Can you tell me a little bit about your Reiki? My Reiki, yes, I um, work with uh, energies. Um, I started with hands-on, so I uh, use my hands, my healing hands, to help people to get rid of uh, some pains. And uh, after a few years, I met uh, a master who worked with energies and um, um, he taught me um, a bit more about what Reiki does. It's uh, working with universal energies, and the only thing you, the thing you are, is uh, a link between universal uh, energies and um, people's bodies, and make sure you get uh, the self-healing energy flowing inside a body. So. That's a bit what uh, Reiki does and uh, what we hope to, ac to accomplish by using it.
I noticed you've got some tattoos. Are they Japanese? Uh, yeah, it is Japanese. I recognise it because I, I, I have one myself. I've got an um, Imperial Dragon tattoo symbol on my on my body, so I, I recognise that it's Japanese style. I like the fact yeah. you got. Is it like white, or is it white that you got, or it looks like diamonds almost? The, when the white and the tattoo, you got like very like defined. Diamonds. Yes, they look like diamonds to me. The white, the but the black one in the background with the white, it like looks looks like an angel with a body. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an angel with a body. And they look like diamonds shining. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. That, that, that is beautiful. If you can uh, get, get uh, visions out of uh, a dragon tattoo, that's beautiful. I, 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 I think tattoos are very personal because I've got, lo- I've got one of my mum of a rose. It's got a couple of tears in it. Because he died last year, yeah. I got my dad on me. I've got uh, I've got about eleven tattoos now. Is it eleven? Or I think it's eleven or twelve. 11. <laughs> yeah, I started just with one. That cost me a fiver. Five pound was my first tattoo. Yeah, but when you get one tattoo, you are hooked. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's very true. You say, oh, I won't have any more. Oh, no, I won't have any more. No, no. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I started with a little one also. And now I've got uh, nine of them. What's the most significant one that you've got? What's the one that relates more to you than any one of the tattoos that you've got on your body? Uh, I got a lotus flower on my back. And... Um, it's a symbol for all the loved ones uh, I've lost during my life, uh, like my grandmother and my grandfather and my brother. So it's a bit, um, yeah, like a memorial tattoo. Yeah, I can understand that. I got a a big um, a one that says "No matter what," and it's like um, Bard Watters style. And it just reminds me that no matter what, it comes from the song by Boyzone, believe it or not, because it says no matter what, we we know what's true, basically because what we and my wife went through in our life, we we know what the truth is, and we won't, you know, no matter what happens, we'll keep together. That's my, you know. That's also beautiful. What wife says I'm sad. Hey. My wife says, I said, "Yes, carry on." Yeah, I love uh, tattoos when they have a meaning, and it's really personal. And um, I think if someone takes a tattoo, um, it isn't important what others think of it. But if you like it and uh, it's personalized for you, yeah, then that are beautiful tattoos. I was saying, the history of tattoos is a varied one. I mean, I think it starts back in Captain Cook's day, or probably before then. I think the cavemen used to 
use versions of tattoos. I'm not too sure about that. I know it dates back a long, long time. It's obviously social history-wise, it's been judged and rejudged and got popular again because of certain pop idols that we won't go into. Uh, but I, 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 I think people still judge you. I mean, I, I'm over 50. I've still got, I've got four, four, as I say, about 11 to 12 tattoos, four ring, four ring rings. Uh, I look a bit, well, I, I, I use a crutch to walk because of my balance. I'm about 16 to 17 stone. So I do get some strange looks sometimes. I was going to say which one, but I, don't, I didn't want to insult you. <laughs> you can't insult me. <laughs> no, and I, I love it, and I don't care what people think. No, I, I, that's one thing I've never done. I've done nearly everything else by the colour of my hair. I haven't got much hair left now, but... I always shout, don't touch the hair. <laughs> I do it myself. I, I mean, I grew up in where I was, and the music influence is all to do with punk and heavy metal, thrash, country. Yeah. We, we we had loads of vast musical interests, and I think it influenced my music a lot. I believe that, yeah. I'm also um, a bit of a shock uh, if it comes to music. I'm a real rock bitch. <laughs> I do love heavy metal uh, rock. Uh, sometimes if I'm in the mood, I do like opera. Um, yeah, everything um, but Dutch music. I don't like uh, the Dutch musicians, the kind of music they, they produce. I really hate it. Well, you see, Tommy's over here. We've got a perceived, perceived view of Holland. Obviously, because of... Um, I won't mention certain certain things that people take over there, we'll say for better words. Um, and they, 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 they presume that it's all bikes and that, and the red light district, and flat as a pancake. And a lot of windmills. Um, and I know that's not true. Uh, driving uh, their, their bicycle 
and uh, we have them over here also. But we also have lots, lots of people who drive motorcycles and uh, cars and that kind of stuff. Okay, we have windmills and we have um, a few red light districts, but not as much as used to be. Um, we had in Groningen, we had one uh, here over here in Arnhem, in Amsterdam, uh, Eindhoven, and um, there are only three left. So people have um, certain wrong way to look at the Netherlands. Yeah, we have the tulips, but um, <laughs> uh, they came out of Turkey. <laughs> and yeah, okay, we have them in the ground, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's why I thought I'd get it out there, because people, it's like us, when, when I say I live in England, they presume I live in London. I go, no, I don't live in London. And when I come, when I talk to the American guests, yeah. they, they start listening to my accent, they go, oh, where's your accent from? I said, well, I'm ex-Essex and part Devonish, because I've lived in Devon for 30-odd years. I've been yeah. back, so i still got my Essex. When I swear a lot, it's a lot more stronger. But my wife is proper Cornish, so if I put her on, you would probably struggle to hear her a little bit because it's proper Cornish. It's like when I first came down here, when I, first person that met, met me was like, "Oh, wait, my love, oh, wait, my answer." I thought, "Oh, God, that would be in a minute." Yeah. It's all these different cultures. Do you find that when you go abroad, do you think people perceive the Dutch in a certain way? countries look at the Dutch uh, in, an, in a certain way. They think uh, every Dutch loves cheese. Uh, of course, the wooden shoes, uh, we work on that. Uh, we all have tulips in our garden and we all are a bit of a junkie because we have wheat over here. And um, most of the people live like ordinary people. I never have ever <laughs> walked on wooden shoes and uh, need to have my family or my friends. Uh, we don't do drugs. <laughs> we uh, don't uh, blow or use weed or whatever um, for, the, for the thrill. We take coffee or, or Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, so I think they... Um, they think uh, of the Dutch, like everyone's alike, and uh, that's not the case. Only farmers, some farmers walk on wooden shoes, but um, nowadays they use, uh, how do you say it, we, <laughs> yeah, they, they walk on boots. Well, I, I like Holland as a country. I, I mean, I've never been. I've been, been. I've been to Amsterdam. Yes, I have been there. Only as a day tripper, and I found it very f fascinating about all the little the going on the boats. It's quite relaxing. Yeah. I, I know Dutch. Yes, is, um, I know Dutch yeah, itself is a very complicated. Really I know. I know Dutch is quite a complicated language to learn. But there is elements of English in it. There is elements of English in Dutch as well, isn't there? 
There are certain words that translate a little bit, like German words translate into English quite well. Cause the yeah. But we learn it at school. Second language. It's our second language, and, um, and German is our uh, third uh, language. Uh, I live near the border, so I learned Dutch uh, re- as a young kid. And uh, English is, um, yeah, basic um, learning on school. Well, you put us to shame because over here we're very, we, we don't bother learning languages. We just point at things when we go abroad, go, tea, yeah. milk. <laughs> we're very lazy. As, we're very lazy as a country. You'll see it. Uh, I'm not, you'll see the, you'll spot the Englishmen because they normally point at something going, bread, bread, bread. <laughs> yeah. Instead of thinking, oh, look, try to learn the word. And as long as you make the effort, someone will go, oh, you want some bread then? <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of offer to, uh, to learn a different language. So um, it's always in the Netherlands. And some people are um, really nagging about it. Um, we live in the Netherlands and no one is uh, taking any uh, uh, kind of uh, effort to um, Dutch, but Dutch is really, really, really difficult to learn. So, if the French come to the Netherlands, we try and talk French. If English come to the Netherlands, we go and talk English to them. And it's also uh, to Germans. And um, even nowadays, um, there are people learning Turkish. So, yeah. I should have asked you to translate the podcast, shouldn't I, into Dutch? Uh, what again? I should have, I said I should have asked you in advance to try and translate the podcast into Dutch. Is that possible? <laughs> I could send you the, I could send you it, and it's quite. If you yeah. want to do that, it's quite up to you. I mean, you can do. I, I don't mind. If you want to do it, do it. Because I think it's important that if there's people out there who want to listen to it and they want to listen in their own language, I think it's important to embrace your own language. Uh, most in my group do speak English very well, uh, even uh, French a few, and um, we never translate. Um, no, from. Yeah, we have also lots of English movies and, uh, yeah, um, the German uh, isn't that uh, popular at all, no, so it's everything in in English, even uh, our computer and um, everything on TV is uh, pointed out in English, so... I don't need uh, to translate anything. If I do a podcast in England, they, they all look. If I do a, tr- a podcast in Germany and I talk German, they also look. <laughs> and they understand what we're talking about. It's, just, it's sad in one way, I think. Because, I, I, um, as I say, I think language is a, um, and culture is important to keep. 
I know some people say, oh, people isolate themselves when they come in another country and they keep their culture and they keep their language. But I think to myself, well, no, if I was going abroad, say I lived in Holland, I would, I would keep a little bit of England with me. You mean? Yeah, but we have a, we have a nice government. They don't care about uh, the Dutch trad- traditions. They don't. Yeah, we have so many cultures uh, in the Netherlands at, the, at this point. Um, Moskees, uh, what they call... Yeah, prayer houses for uh, Muslims, um, all uh, Muslim and Turkish communities we have here in the Netherlands, and that's very important for our government that um, they are there. Of course, over here, all we're talking at the moment is Brexit, Brexit, and more Brexit. Are we in Europe? Are we out of Europe? And I got to the stage I don't really care. I wish we could, we would go go out. I don't like it at all. I don't like it. So, but that's my personal opinion, and uh, I don't think uh, everyone likes me about about having that um, that thoughts and. Um, uh, a bit bashing up against the government, but I don't care. It's my personal opinion. Well, that's what that's what we that's what freedom of speech is. People, as much as it's like the preachers that preach hate and all that, I don't agree with what they're yeah. saying. Don't get me wrong, I don't agree with what, what they say or do, but they have the right to do it because that's what we that's what we the freedom of speech is. I know, but if you speak out uh, your mind over here in the Netherlands, you can get into trouble. If I speak up uh, my mind, I can uh, get uh, punished, uh, get sent uh, to jail. Wow, that's pretty hardcore then. I thought it was bad over here, but I didn't realise it was bad, bad over there. I can understand, yeah, I understand, yeah. Well. Otherwise, you'll get a knock on the door saying, Come with us, Mary. We'd like to take you to a nice little room somewhere. You may have bars on it. Who's your friend in the background talking to you? I know it's not the parrot. You don't... I think it's, yeah, I think it's better over there, uh, over in England. You have... Um, I can speak about anything I like as long as I don't go on about doing some violent acts, which I wouldn't talk about anyway because I don't believe in violence. But as long as I don't go racial or talk about doing harm to somebody, I'm pretty okay legally. I always put disclaimers out there. If you do not like this podcast, please delete it. 
Well, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do your paranormal groups intermix with each other? Because sometimes I've heard that some paranormal groups don't like to get on. Uh, if I heard correctly, because um, your end of the sound is really, really, really bad, you. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say it again. Um, right. <clears throat> do you have problems with your paranormal groups? Do they mix very well? Or do you have some that dis- disagree and don't want to share information? Um, we have two kinds of groups uh, over here in the Netherlands. And yes, if you don't like it, don't listen to the po- this podcast. But we have some uh, egos over here. And they want to be the next Jack Bagans and um, uh, the new ones on TV and their self-centered um, don't uh, share information and they are all by themselves and claiming to be the best in the paranormal field. And you have a group of paranormal investigators who work easily together and uh, are respectful and sharing everything and work together a lot. So uh, for myself, I work together with, um, at the moment, with five different teams and uh, also working um, in the near future together with a a British team. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, they're coming over uh, in March, if I'm correct. And uh, we go on uh, an investigation on uh, two different locations, Uh, one in Belgium, is very exclusive uh, because we have to um, ask our priests to get permission uh, in Rome by the Catholic Church to get in that location and uh, we have uh, our own uh, private location where we do a lockdown uh, probably uh, 48 hours so two-day lockdown did you say you went to an investigation today I went on an investigation today with two different teams. Did you get anything? Yes, we did. Ah, I was um, right then. I said you'd get something. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, we got... Uh, in a mirror, we got uh, a photo, a picture of a shadow person. Um, on EVP, I think we have some screens and uh, a small sentence and our um, devices went off Uh, we had the laser grids Uh, yeah our batteries were totally drained by my phone my uh, flashlight uh, laser grids went uh, went down Um, one uh, voice recorder went down our camera broke down so, yeah, lots of activities and uh, we are going back uh, really soon with a bigger team and more equipment because we want to debunk it. And uh, we were sat- sitting on uh, a porch um, talking about the investigation 
and um, it became quite busy at that point. Um, lights began uh, began to flash. Uh, they almost went out. Um, we have a spirit box um, five. Obvious five. And um, that one was reacting, and uh, the EVP. Uh, the EMF meter uh, went off a few times. So yeah, it was uh, a nice investigation. Want to uh, do very fast again. Now people are going to listen in to this podcast and say, I'm sure Mark set it up about saying that he said there would be a ghost activity. I didn't. I just said to Mary, when she, I was say, writing, I said, oh, I reckon you'll get great activity. I didn't. I haven't foreseen the future in any shape or form. It was just a pure guess. Yeah. Oh, it was a good guess, and I was uh, very pleased by the activity. And um, yeah, I hope uh, next time uh, it will be more because we bring more equipment, and I uh, hope to capture more on. Um, uh, on the voice recorder and uh, with a good working video so we can make a, a small um, impression of it and we have uh, a permission to get inside so yeah I understand that yeah. you obviously you're a very respectful person I can I can tell that by the way you're talking now yeah, now can you tell me if people were listening in, they might say, oh, where can I find you? Where can I find any videos or any evidence that you post? Uh, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, I do have Instagram. Oh, my God. That was my parent. <laughs> Just one second. That's fine. So, I leave the room again because he's uh, not agreeing with me talking so much. Um, So, I can be found on Instagram uh, by the name of Ghost Talk on Facebook. Um, I have my own account uh, just for the paranormal and it's by my own name, uh, Mary. And my last name is Willemson. <laughs> it's a bit uh, difficult to pronounce in English. And I also have groups uh, called Ghost Talk and uh, Ghost Talk for uh, the youth. Uh, we have locations where we put the locations in, uh, where we do our investigations and where we have been. And uh, we have uh, Ghost Talk Live. And um, I also have. Um, together with uh, some American friends, Paranormal Evidence and uh, Paranormal TV, where we put uh, most of the English live versions on Facebook. Now, would you like, I know me before I go, I'd like to do like a unique sign-off. Would you like to do an unique sign-off with the parrot? I think so. I think we should. That's right. We'll do it now. We're going to do 
Barry's going to do a Facebook page of a lovely parrot, and you'll find loads of information, like a diary. A diary of... Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I would, I would love to read that. But day one, my parrot was talking to me all the time. I think it's fun. I, I, I love it because I used to have a parrot, and I know exactly what they're like. They are my my parrot used to talk about concrete boots, and loved to, uh, children's television. So if you like to do your little sign off, and then I'll do mine. Right, is there anything you'd like to do, do your sign-off first and say something about what you would like people to think about yourself or...? Um, I hope they uh, love to follow uh, the things I do <laughs> because it's, uh, at the end it's um, my journey into the paranormal. Uh, everything I do, I share. Uh, on Facebook and uh, on Instagram and um, I hope uh, some people will get curious about the paranormal and the most important thing why I'm sharing everything and doing the things I do is because of all the bashing uh, what's going on in the paranormal the jealousy and um, uh, the, the, the big fights and uh, we try to put out an example that you can work together and even think uh, different about um, the things in the paranormal, but still can be working respectful with each other and um, do the things you do in your own way. Um, but if you have respect to one another, it, w- it won't be a problem. Right, well, I, I, should do, I should do my sign-off now, Mary. Are you ready? What again? I should do your my sign-off now. Are you ready? I didn't get it at all. I, I'm going to do my own... I'm going to do my sign-off now. Are you ready? Yeah. What's the name of your parrot again? Uh, my parrot is yeah. called Casper. Casper? Yeah, right, like a little ghost. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Mary, for being on my show. Casper tried to interfere, but he didn't know. He didn't know. I like the fact we had an interesting chat, and that I thank you very much. And good night. Thank you, and goodbye. Okay. I thank you very much for doing this for me. I do appreciate you giving your time of day. And I'm going to try yeah. to finish it now.